Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security. Great to have Julia Kaufman, our partner at, at Baker McKenzie in Munich, here to talk about the Planet 49 case. Julia, can you give us a little background on Planet 49 and what the Court of Justice of the European Union found? Yes, happy to do so. So the lawsuit was initiated by the German Federal Consumer Protection Board. And it was a case, a cease and assist action against a sweepstake operator. They were running a website where consumers could participate in sweepstakes by entering their name and address. And below this input field, there was a consent wording for the usage of advertising cookies accompanied by a pre-checked box. And the Consumer Protection Board took the view that this type of consent with a pre-checked box does not result in a valid consent. So they brought action against the sweepstake operator claiming they need to change their practice um, because pre-checked boxes do not result in a valid consent. Very good. So um, does this have broader implications, though? I mean, a, a sweepstakes operator, perhaps not the most sympathetic defendant, but do you think this suggests that for any websites who are using cookies, uh, they're going to need to be getting affirmative consent now, any kind of pre-checked box or objection structure where somebody can object to the use of cookies. Does that look like it's not going to be sufficient? So this this decision um, doesn't only apply to sweepstake operators. The question before the court was really about interpreting um, European law. It was brought by the German Supreme Court. And the German Supreme Court really asked about how do we need to interpret and the e-privacy directive, the data protection directive, and the GDPR in terms of what do we need to do in order to obtain valid consent for the usage of cookies. So this decision applies to all website operators. Got it, all website operators. And is it the case that all cookies are covered by this, or is this something that really only comes into play for uh, advertising cookies or analytics cookies, something outside of the functioning of the, the site itself? Yeah, so that's the due diligence part each website operator needs to carry out. They need to understand what types of cookies they have because not all types of cookies require consent. So, for example, necessary cookies such as um, the basket cookies for um, online shops would not require consent because they are necessary for the operation of the website. This was so under the old law, under the e-privacy directive, but this will very likely also be the case under the new e-privacy regulation which will hopefully come into effect in 2020. Um, So it's very important to understand what types of cookies you have and to what extent you need consent. But typically all types of advertising cookies, statistical cookies and targeting cookies, they require consent because they are not absolutely necessary to run your website. So I think there's there's two elements of of huge change just in what you just said. One is I think, is it fair to say that it's it's difficult? A lot of websites don't actually get right now affirmative consent for advertising cookies. In other words, there's there's objection rights or, or opportunities to opt out, but typically the cookies drop the moment that the the user dials into the URL, right, and opens up the page. This would be suggesting that there now needs to be a second step and it's a technology change where those cookies don't drop until the user actually um, consents. So that's a big deal. The second piece I want to also just tease out is talking a little bit about that e-privacy uh, regulation. Do you think that will 
solve this issue? Will we go back to a spot where we can, uh, there's some type of implied consent that's possible? Or where do you think the e-privacy regulation is going to land on this topic? So I leave it to you, whichever one of those two you're going to pick, go for it. I, I don't expect the e-privacy regulation to basically fix this problem or the new requirements. The e-privacy regulation is in the current drafts also referring to GDPR um, in terms of consent requirements. So the requirements for valid consent under GDPR will also apply um, under the e-privacy regulation and for cookies then in the future. Um, and the e-privacy regulation also um, draws the line between um, cookies that require consent and certain cookies who do not require consent. The, the benefit of the e-privacy regulation, at least in its current draft, is that it outlines more um, cookie types which do not require consent. So in the past, we had the necessary cookies and we had cookies necessary for the transmission of communication, which did not require consent. And e-privacy regulation is also mentioning types of cookies to prevent fraud or for security, which would be exempt from the consent requirements. So that's something to look forward, but the high hurdle for valid consent will remain under e, under the e-privacy regulation. Got it. Okay. That's super helpful. Is there anything you think the case didn't cover that it should have covered? Or what, are there any big open questions following the case that we still don't know the answer to? There are so many open questions under this following this decision. Um, it's still not clear how to structure your cookie banner or your pop-up in order to con obtain a valid consent. Um, it's still not 100% clear whether wording something like continue using the website would result in a valid consent because the decision was just about the pre-ticked boxes. There are, in my view, very strong arguments that wording like continuing using the website does not result in a valid consent because you have this, you could also say there's just an inactivity, not an active decision. I want to give a consent. It's more like I want to continue using the website and um, the arguments from the decision why the pre-checked box does not result in a valid consent could also apply in this scenario. So saying or using wording, continue using your website is something I would strongly reconsider after this decision. Other open questions are, um, when is a consent freely given? So can I um, require my website users to give consent? Otherwise, I'm not allowing them to use the website. Is that something website operators can do? That's still not clear. Another open question is, do I need consent for each type of cookie? Or can I get one consent for all types of cookies? So um, to be more clearly on that, do I need a, um, an active indication for advertising cookie, another active indication for targeting cookies, another one for statistical cookies? Or can I just say you consent by ticking this box to the usage of cookies and those cookies include these three types of cookies. That's still not clear. Got it. That's super helpful. I mean, so a, a lot of open questions. Is there, let me ask a question that I'm afraid the answer is no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there any kind of grace period or um, time that, that websites have, businesses have to adapt to this? Or is this an interpretation of current law such that it's effective immediately, essentially? It's, it's an interpretation of current law and of the past law. So it's effective immediately. No grace period. No grace period. Okay, so great. Uh, on that high note, Julia Kaufman, partner from Munich. Baker McKenzie, thanks so much for the update on Planet 49. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for listening. 
Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.